0: This is Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Shoe Football Forum.
1: Great to have you with us on Football Forum, and um, you may know by now for uh, for fellow listeners of the show that we have uh, we have a ton of special guests. And uh, recently, obviously, with the Bundesliga being centre stage, we've had a number of Bundesliga world feed commentators and. Uh, the main man when it comes to the Bundesliga, in, uh, in our opinion, is uh, that of Phil Bonney. And he joins us now uh, this
0: morning. Morning, Phil. Great to have you with us. Morning. It's an absolute pleasure. I <laughs> didn't realise that we World Feed commentators are in such high demand at the moment.
2: <laughs> You're always in high demand, Phil. You should always be in high demand. <laughs> we do our best.
1: It's great to have you with us on the programme. And uh, we're going to crack on with... Um, want to talk, first of all, obviously, about since the Bundesliga's return, it's the only football in town, uh, well, mainstream anyway. What's it been like to commentate on the games? Obviously, everyone's been stuck at home, uh, but you've obviously been in the studio uh, commentating on the games, getting the, uh, the pictures from Germany. Just talk us through what it's been like to, uh, to commentate on the games.
0: Well, I expect you're expecting me to say, well, it's been totally weird and uh, completely out of the our depth and uh, it actually hasn't been that weird because we do a lot of our, a lot of the world feed stuff um, is in fact off tube. So we, we work out of a studio, I would say eight times out of 10. Um, so we're not actually in the stadiums as, as often as, as, as we'd like to be, to be honest. Um, what's happened is the DFL has, Done their utmost to ensure that everything works uh, and everybody's safe to go to work uh, to get the season over the line. Um, for instance, I went, went the first game we, we we did. I took my temperature before I left home to make sure I wasn't uh, carrying a, a fever. In uh, you arrive at the uh, at the offices. I say the offices. It's uh, TV studios, obviously, um, in in Cologne where I live. We go through. Um, The reception area, obviously, hands are done there. We've all got masks on. We go to our our booths, which are um, outfitted with mics and televisions, obviously. um, And that's all been cleaned beforehand and sprayed down and disinfected and uh, scrubbed. Our co-commentators will sit three or four doors down in a different booth. And we have a pretty much like a Zoom meeting, but with football. so we can see each other like this, commentate as normal, per se, and then when anything happens, I'll look up and go, oh, I don't know, Joshua, what did you think of that? Uh, or you know, don't know, Joseph, what did? You, how was that for you? And, and what did he do? And why did he do it? And then he'll take over, and because we work together quite often, that actually worked fine. There wasn't a problem with that at all. What I found the weirdest. Um, Getting used to all the new rules and regulations, the, the fact that the players, where possible, come on at different times from different tunnels. They all arrive in five or six buses, so there's nobody sitting next to each other too closely, no handshakes. Um, and the big thing that really got me was the, was the, was the silence, because football without a crowd is just is, is not... Obviously, when I play at five a side midweek, <laughs> there will be no crowd. I'm, I'm used to no crowd when I play. <laughs> but uh, that 's the biggest thing, and I, and I only really notice it, or it becomes very noticeable to me is in the big moments is when the goal goes in, when the cards come out, when there 's a nasty challenge, uh, and then there 's silence like, except for the, the bench of course uh, it, but I am getting used to it i 'll be absolutely honest I'm, you, you can quickly adapt to to how it how it works. I think what, what the players um, what 's been interesting uh, i 've found about the players is that without the crowd getting on their back, a lot of them are, are playing a lot more freely. They're, they're trying things that maybe they wouldn't with 25,000 people in the uh, yellow wall sort of going, shouldn't do that, mate. So that, that's been probably one of, the, one of the most interesting
3: things that's happened. One of the things think, gonna, sorry, Trappers.
2: Sorry, one of, one of the things I was going to ask you, talking about the crowds, actually, sometimes, I guess, when you're in a stadium, you know, you, it's so easy to get immersed in, in what's happening, and the atmosphere is just absolutely electric. And I guess going from that to sitting in a booth on your own with a load of televisions, does it does it sometimes feel that you're just kind of talking to yourself a little bit, and nobody's really listening? Is it quite disconcerting?
0: Um, no, because you're doing so much at the same time. You've got to remember it's. I mean, I, like my, my missus is around the corner, so I won't mention it. But I always get the feeling that she thinks I'm just going out with the lads to the pub to watch some football <laughs> when I go to work. <laughs> um, There's so much going on when you're commentating a game. You've got your notes, um, you're watching the game, you're interacting with your co-commentator, but you've also got your coordinator talking in one ear. Uh, You've got certain things you have to say or or remember. I mean, it depends where you're commentating, but if if you're commentating for commercial stations, they'll want to put adverts and things in. So you've got somebody saying, oh yeah, there's a graphic coming up in in 30 seconds. So while your co-commentator is saying something, you're not actually listening to them because somebody else is giving you a whole long line of, well, yeah, we're going to come up with a graphic and it's going to be shots on goal and possession in the last 20 minutes. And uh, that graphic will be coming up. You need to say something about it. And then your co-commentator will finish saying something. Go, oh yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, because there's so much going on. And also when you're in the stadium, you got, you've got headphones on. It actually kind of acts as a shield between yourself and the crowd. But the colours, the 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 sound when you take your headphones off, yeah, it's it's a totally different ball game. But it's, I I think one that's from 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 the Bundesliga's perspective, it's very important. Um, I don't want to sort of get on a high horse or anything, but some people were saying, you know, you should the, the league should be just abandoned and and finished, and it's all. Let's just get one thing clear. Health and safety is is absolutely paramount to everything. Nobody wants to go to work and, and bring something home and kill half the street. Um, and and we, we need to take it seriously. But I think we, we've been, I won't say the word lucky in Germany, because I, I think the way that the German system works here has has been effective, um, more effective than a lot of other countries. And, and we're blessed to be able to to, to play. Um, that the, the games can keep going on. But... I'm a freelancer. <laughs> if there's no football, I haven't got any work. Um, and I'm sure lots of people around the world have, have got the same problem uh, right now. Um, try not to be too long and, and divulge, uh, go, go too far around the houses. But the basic thing is, could you cope? I mean, I don't know what f- football teams you lads support. I'm from Southampton, so I've got my own problems. Um, <laughs> but if, you're, if, you're, if your club can't make it to next season because they, they don't get the licence, then your football club's done. Yeah. Um, and if they've made the precaution or done, taken the precautions and, and put the medical uh, necessities in place and the government says, yes, you can do that, then, then why not go on with, with, with the Bundesliga and, and get it over the line and, and finish the season so that the, the, the clubs that are desperate for the money, I think people don't understand how close, how, how hand-to-mouth many clubs work and some of the bigger ones are, are, are in, would be in dire financial straits should they not be able to get the rest of the television money? In? And there's, there's a lot of people that talk about, oh, the football millionaires, they don't need all the money. And, but, you know, people like me do. <laughs> I've got to pay my rent. Um, and, and, yeah, but that's the question I always ask. You know, is it acceptable then, if we stop the league, for your club to not exist anymore? It's, it's a tough one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're Wednesday and United fans, so we're quite happy with the news that football looks like it's going to continue in England. Uh, if we move on to the games, well, the games that you worked on, Schalke v. Verde Bremen, two teams uh, in at different ends of the table in different trajectories, though, and Schalke are very much moving downwards, and Verde Bremen have picked up. What were your thoughts on on that game?
0: Well, you know, if I'm a Schalke, if I was a Schalke fan, I'd be uh, getting more and more frustrated. They don't seem to be able to find a side that that can win. I mean, some people say they've not had a decent striker since Claas-Jan Huntelaar left. Um, goals, they just, they've, they've got players that aren't finding the target. With, uh, with Suat Seada and I Amin mean, Arit both out, they're the top top scorers. I think Serra scored seven or eight goals and Arit has scored about five. That's not a good season for a side that before Christmas were a point above Bayern. And were in the Champions League spots. I mean, they were they were flying. David Wagner had uh, come in and, and, and turned things around after, uh, but it's just spiralled out of control again. Um, it's 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 an actual ab- absolute mystery. And, and conversely, what's happened is is Bremen. These, I mean, these are two sides with a long tradition in in the Bundesliga. They're both two what, what, what the Germans call a Traditionsmannschaft, no, traditional teams. Um, Bremen have got a lot of pedigree. I don't think they've got a huge amount of, um, well, quality is the word you probably should use, um, but they've suddenly realised that they can actually do it. They got a win against Freiburg, I think it was, and then they got a draw against Gladbach. And now they've beaten Schalke, but Schalke were just waiting to be plucked, I think there, because the team, you, you all know how team spirit plays such an, and, and how the team is, plays such an important role in football anyway. Um, but I, I think they've actually they've clicked and they've gone, hang on guys, we can do this. And, and, and Schalke are just wobbly and they just needed a nudge and, and, and they, got, they, they, they got the, the points that they, they deserved on the day. Schalke were just really toothless and that's, that's probably one of Schalke's biggest problems at the moment.
3: Um, did you get the sense as well that with Verde Bremen's game plan in the first half, sort of just to dominate the ball and not create too many chances but just really starve Schalke of, of any possession, do you think that they got the sense that they were there for the taking?
0: I, do, I really do, and I think they they came out right from the from the very first whistle to to take it to Schalke because they knew that they'd have watched the games that Schalke had played before and also uh, messed up in um, the Düsseldorf game. Uh, Düsseldorf did the same to them. Um, with Bremen, they've got have I mean, got Milot Rashica up front. Who has been disappointing for me the last uh, f- few games? There was a lot said about him, and, and a lot, uh, a lot of interest. Uh, and he's he's sort of gone off the boil. It might actually be better for him, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, the midfield from from Bremen weren't having any nonsense, and 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 they've got players there also of experience. I mean, Pizarro wasn't playing, but he will uh, he will have an effect on the team as well. He's seen it all before. Changing room, obviously, distance. But uh, in general terms, I think they've got the quality that's good enough to stay with the, with the squad they've got. They certainly don't. I don't think they'll go down if they keep up how they've been going. And they've and Dusseldorf have got some very difficult uh, ties coming up, along with uh, uh, Union Berlin. And uh, I think Berlin and and Dusseldorf tangle on the last or second last uh, day of the season. And uh, that could be uh, an absolute banger.
1: We'll have to see. I'm, uh, I'm hoping it will be uh, quite a banger, as you say. Speaking of Union Berlin, obviously one of the other games that you commented on this weekend was uh, was Union's trip to to Gladbach. Obviously, Gladbach uh, in and around those Champions League spots, as as we'd expect. Uh, talk us through your thoughts on
0: uh, on that one. Gladbach um, again have been one of those sides. This this is one of the <sighs> key parts of the, of the Bundesliga that can be frustrating for people watching it from outside. Bayern have dominated for the last seven and a half or seven and three quarter years um, because they're the only side that are consistent. And, and Gladbach and Leverkusen are two sides that suffer from that inconsistency like there's no tomorrow. Um, they'll, 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 they'll run off a, a massive... When those two sides met uh, on match day 12 last season, Gladbach were top. And they, they'd won like, I don't know how many, eight games at home. And it was just uh, amazing. And then they got stopped in their, dead in their tracks, I think was the word I used. Uh, the, to the, uh, they got beaten 2-0. And that's been Gladbach's big problem. But they were very, very aware that uh, Berlin had been on a, 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 a bad run of form. I think dangerously enough for Berlin, they, they, they thought we have done enough to keep ourselves in this league. But since the restart, and since actually just a bit before, their their form has has really dropped off. They've got a little bit of internal uh, problems going on there with the, the whole Sebastian Polter issue. That's that's distracting. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. He, he didn't want to take uh, a wage reduction, or there was some, um, or he was prepared, but not. For the same amount as everybody else, or something. He'd been sort of unhappy, I think, for, for, for a little bit of time. He wasn't getting. He's a, also, he's one of the heroes because he scored the goal in the derby, and, 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 and. But um, I think that's distracting. But also, they're, they're another one of those sides that are working with, with the, the, the smallest of budgets. Um, one of those sides that are virtually living hand, hand to mouth, uh, I feel. They were overpowered by Gladbach, really. Glad, Gladbach have their day and they're brilliant on it. And they have another day and they just seem lacklustre and, and can't get a goal. Um, the draw that they had before this one um, for Bremen was a brilliant draw. Um, but but for them, they will, f- will have felt that they should have had all, all three points. And, and they went about it in, in, in super fashion. There was, I don't think there was any doubt at the end of the second half, that the game was going to go four goals or maybe more, they could have had more.
2: You mentioned there about Union and the fact that, you know, there was a sense that they could have done probably enough to to make sure they were, you know, not relegated. But I think there's, for me, there's, if you look up to 12th and and Eintracht Frankfurt, I think there's, you know, 12th down could still get pulled into it. You know, you you look at Paderborn, who are currently bottom, they're, they're fairly rock bottom at the moment don't look like they're going to get out of it. But you meant, you know, we've talked about Werder Bremen, how they keep coming up the table. Dusseldorf are in that playoff spot at the moment, and, you know, not in a great position. And then you've got Mainz, Union, Altford, and Eintracht Frankfurt, who could, like I say, all get dragged into it. Come the end of the season, who's going to be down there?
0: Well, you say that, I mean, if you if you, if you, if you, you might even look ahead, to the, uh, even further ahead, Köln could get sucked down there in that relegation battle if, 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 they, were, if they were unlucky. Um, I think Paderborn are gone. Um, sadly, uh, another side. But they're one of those teams that in the Bundesliga, that if they come up, I mean, their fans won't appreciate me for saying it, but they didn't buy anybody huge. They, they've come up to the, the Bundesliga for a season. The income that they get from that, will see them very nicely chugging along in Bundesliga 2 next season, as long as we all play, obviously. Um, they were kind of expecting it. And I think, to a certain extent, Berlin were as well. And then they surprised themselves. And it's almost as if they had a moment go. what, wait, we're up here? Oh, wow, that's cool. We can sort of just (laughs) sit back Oh, God. And now all of a sudden, they're looking over their shoulder again. Um, I think, in terms of squad quality, Bremen should be able to pull themselves out. Mainz might end up, in that relegation playoff place, and I, depending on, for me, it's between the instant uh, uh, relegation spot will be Paderborn and one of either um, Dusseldorf or Berlin. Those those are my two unfortunate t- tips, and I, I think they'll be in the automatic relegation place. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before.
3: Uh, Another team that were sort of glancing over their shoulder just before Bundesliga came back was Hertha Berlin. Uh, and since then, under Bruno Labbadia, they've been on an amazing run. Is that a surprise in Germany? Because I've seen a lot of people refer to him as the firefighter of German football. So I'm expecting a Sam <laughs> Allen-Ice, Tony Hewitt <laughs> kind of character.
0: I got, I got, I got somebody. Uh, I got somebody on Twitter the other day said, "Oh, you didn't take long to get the Bruno bounce reference in. It, it's known <laughs> over here as the Bruno bounce. He comes yeah. in, things work lovely, uh, and uh, it goes well for a few months, and then it doesn't." <laughs> um, but that's what you say, you know. If you want a firefighter, I mean, going back to firefighting, Schalke. If things don't improve, you, I don't know if you if, if you watch the whole game. But sitting sitting there in the stands was Hoop Stevens, Schalke's go-to guy. Should things get a little sticky, you never know. That might. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying I've heard anything, but uh, when Hoop Stevens is needed for Schalke, he's always there and ready to to jump in. But yeah, Bruno Labadia comes in, turns them around, all of a sudden they're uh, scoring goals for fun. And um uh, what are they thirty eight points? I
2: think so, yeah. Outside shot, outside shot of the Europa League. <laughs> Which you wouldn't have expected to say, you know, pre pre break, you know, they've come back and won three of the last four and only drawn the other one. It's 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 an amazing
0: turnaround, but that's, sometimes that's what it is. It's what it takes, isn't it? You get a new coach in, everybody's trying to impress him. New manager fever, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, I talked a little earlier on about mentality and, and, and about team morale. If, if if you've lost the dressing room as a coach, then, you know, they don't care. They're mid-table. But we're not going to get into Europa League this year, lads, and we're not going to get in relegation problems. I don't want to get injured. I might be playing for... Uh, whichever uh, country is at whichever international tournament, if there is one, you know, you can easily just have people just kicking it around the park, picking up their paycheck at the end of the week. Um, But if you're motivated and and mentally strong, I think you you, you, you can achieve anything. And it doesn't need to be, Bremen have shown, you know, it doesn't need to be particularly glamorous, gorgeous football. You just have to find the target.
1: Exactly. And uh, one thing we just want to finish on is obviously you mentioned earlier on about your team being uh, being Southampton back in uh, back in the Premier League.
0: Um more years for Hasenhutl. <laughs> I am going to say just and a new contract. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing that most upsets me is that nobody in England can say his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Huttle, it's Hasenhuttle.
2: We've had many an attempt on here, haven't we? <laughs> we have
1: <laughs> had uh, yeah, Ralph Hasen, is um what do you think, Southampton? Obviously, they've had some. Well, they had uh, they had European uh, spots a couple of years ago, or just outside of it. Um, do you think Southampton can get up to sort of the top half? Probably not this year, but uh, maybe next season. We'd hope the future would, would look bright for Southampton.
0: The South will rise again. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, probably not right now with the current climate. Um, Obviously, you're talking to the wrong person because I hope we get there every year.
3: Um,
0: hope is is is. They say in German, hope is the last thing to go. Um, I I do. It it depends who we sign. You know, we've we've got some good good players there. JWP is uh, is massive for us. Uh, what's going to happen to to our former Bayern player? I don't know. The captain might might not. Um, I, I also get the feeling I mean just generally across the leagues like the same with the Bundesliga at the moment with things being what they are I think people are also hanging on to their money a little bit nobody's particularly there's so much talk about Sane will he go will he come to Bayern it's very very yeah I wouldn't count any chickens before the eggs are laid even let alone hatched um, but I hope I hope that Saints that Saints get back up there again and being a Southampton fan is is always uh, uh, an, an adventure because you never know what we're going to do some some seasons we I'm, I'm old enough to remember when matt letizia saved us in on the last day of the season in about five out of seven seasons <laughs> with, with a long distance goal um but you get you get used to that that's why i mean just as a, as a, a an aside really is dortmund against bayern is brilliant but two sides scrapping down at the bottom, you know, Bremen against Dusseldorf can also be so much fun. It's the quality is not uh, of the football is 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 not gorgeous, but uh, I, I love that. Uh, I love the tension. I love I love I love what's what's on it. It's almost for me. It's a, because I'm used to it. I suppose as a Southampton fan, I'm always used to looking at the table on the last day of the season, going, <laughs> Oh God, I hope that other team lose because our well, goal difference is one better. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: so
0: I know that doesn't properly answer your question, Joseph, but I'm. Um, there's always a chance. I mean, it depends on the owners what they're going to do. It looks as if there's, I mean, if you read the back pages of of, of, of the papers, you know, are we, aren't we in financial uh, stick? Is he a, a trouble? Is he, is he trying to get rid of or whatever? But we'll just have to wait and see, I think. I mean, there was a time there when the Liebherr family were uh, at, the, at the helm where we were technically one of the richest sides in, in, in the Premier League. But they weren't giving out money on a sort of Roman Abramovich-style uh, scale, so on paper, yeah, but in in end effect, not as rich as we thought we were.
2: I guess. Sorry, just touching on Southampton. I guess in the last kind of I don't know eight to ten years, Southampton went through a period where. You'd, un- you'd unearth a lot of gems, a lot of brilliant players that nobody really knew of. And then that's it. A couple of seasons, they do well for Southampton and then they move on to pastures new and then the cycle would start all over again. It's a little bit like Watford with managers. You'd have one season where, you know, you'd have a good manager and then second the next season. And, you know, it kind of affected that stability. And I think maybe this season, I don't, I don't know, what, want to say Southampton have paid the price, but you had a really shocking start to the season, in all honesty. You well, got a shocking first off.
0: You cannot... Go out, find these great players. I mean, if if you look at all the players that Southampton scored, uh, have, have, uh, have acquired over the years, either by producing them through their own uh, academy or through somebody spotting them somewhere else, I mean, just look at Liverpool. Mm. I mean, that's that's obviously always my first go-to thing. But there are many, many other players. There's, there's Bale and... Uh, uh, yeah, oxlade Chamberlain, and uh, it just the list—the list goes on and on and on. Um, but that's part of the cross you have to carry when you're not a glamorous, fashionable club. You 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 get your chance at Southampton, you make your mark at Southampton, and then Liverpool come in and off you go, uh, or or Tottenham or whatever. I mean, even even coaches—it's the same thing. Pochettino was brilliant for Saints, and then he. Always wanted to go to Tottenham. You can understand that. I mean, it's a bit like Ricky Lambert. When when Ricky left to go to Liverpool, you know, he's he's an absolute legend at Southampton. Grew up in Liverpool. Supported Liverpool as a fan. You know, if Southampton asked me to play, I'd be on the pitch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> me and Ali die next to each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can't you can't blame players and people for going. I I think you know when, when like we do we we mix and mingle with 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 a lot of the uh our our co-coms are always um pretty much uh former former players themselves and it is work for them um you know if if i'm let's say in a hypothetical world if i'm working for for bbc and sky offer me twice the wage packet to comment commentate for them which is never going to happen but uh then then i've got to be interested of course i have everybody everybody is um but yeah you're absolutely right if saints had the, the squad Back that they have produced, but there are a lot of sides like that. Schalke in Germany is is one of the the, the talent smithies um, uh, of of the Bundesliga. Freiburg is another one, and, and Southampton I think suffer a lot. I, I feel a, lot, a bit of a got a bit of a soft spot for Freiburg because they do the same same sort of thing. They'll have a good season. They'll just nick themselves into that last Europa League qualifying place. And then what will happen is the big clubs will come in, they'll rip out the spine of the team, the, the, the main striker, the main midfield playmaker and, and, and the stalwart defender, possibly also the goalkeeper will all go because they've been offered Champions League or uh, a bigger club. Um, and then the next season what happens is you, 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 the Germans also another great expression, dancing at three weddings. So you've got the Europa League, the League and the Cup. So, you, so you're dancing at these three weddings and you've got a squad that has been reduced the star players have been taken away and then you get relegated the next season after playing in Europe it happens all the time it happened to come a couple of uh, couple of seasons uh, back they had massive injury problems players left right and centre had gone and you're in the brown stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's one way to put it but uh, Phil it's been an absolute honour to, uh, to have you chat to us this morning yeah, hugely appreciative and uh, hopefully Sheffield United will beat Southampton on the final day of the Premier League season to uh, get a bit of revenge
0: well some of my family are Blades fans they live in Mexborough, and poor um, things no chance whatsoever
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was still annoyed after our home tie We were all of you that game We had a goal disallowed And then you somehow snuck a 1-0 win I have never been so annoyed Walking out of a football match In my entire life I was so annoyed And yeah. then we had a man tent off as well Honestly Moose And then of you went off pop, Like you celebrated Like you won the cup Honestly It was an awful, awful day Anyway, I'm over it I'm over it <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's always next season Hopefully <laughs>
2: Thanks, Joel.
1: it's been an uh, absolute pleasure and uh, we'll make sure we have you uh, back on when we uh, get back into our studio
2: again.
0: Absolute pleasure, would be delighted to. Thanks Thank for, for uh, listening to Thank me walk on.
2: No worries at all. cheers. <laughs> yeah,